Sportsnet 650 Radio. Last Saturday night, the Vancouver Canucks attempted to keep their playoff hopes alive when traveling to Calgary to play the Flames. And despite not getting the end result they were hoping for, it was a record-breaking night for one of the league's best young defensemen. Quinn Hughes in front of the Calgary goal, he scores! Hughes in tight, elevates it over Vladar's right shoulder. And the Canucks get on the board to make it 2-1. Quinn Hughes goes back to center. Left wing for Pedersen, into the Calgary zone, hard shot, he scores! Elias Pedersen goes bar down on Dan Vladar. Six on five goal for the Canucks, and it's 5-3 to three with 2.25 left in the third. Oh, this is a bullet. That assist by Hughes on Pedersen's goal was his 56th of the year, a new club record, and he enters tonight's action one point shy of becoming Vancouver's all-time leader for points by a blue liner in a single season. Tonight, he'll have a chance to reach that milestone on home ice as the Canucks open up their final week of the regular season against their I-5 rivals. It's the Canucks and Seattle Kraken. Live from Rogers Arena, this is NHL Hockey in Vancouver. This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Coming to you live from Rogers Arena, it's the start of the final week of the regular season. Will it be the final week of NHL hockey in this campaign for the Vancouver Canucks? Let's find out as their second to last home game is on tap as Vancouver gets set to entertain the Seattle Kraken. Good evening everybody, Joey Kenward alongside Corey Hirsch here in the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. We First of all, Hirsch, you want to give a big shout out to the regular television play-by-play voice of our Canucks broadcast on Sportsnet Pacific, John Shorthouse, is in COVID-19 protocol. So Brennan Batchelor, your usual partner here in the radio booth, is working alongside John Garrett tonight for his TV play-by-play debut. And you and I will call the game here on Sportsnet 650. So we wish Shorty all the best here moving forward. Canucks mathematically are still in it. But boy, is it a massive mountain for them to climb just to keep their playoff hopes alive. Well, Joey, believe it or not, I can add and subtract, and they are mathematically still in it. But let's be honest, it is, it's not a mountain. It's, it's bigger than a mountain if there is something bigger. <laughs> it's monumental to try to get back into a playoff spot, but it's not going to happen. Dallas is now, oh, they're tied right now with with um, Vegas. Vegas. So, so we'll keep you updated on that game as yeah. it rolls along here. They are 1-1 tied in the second period. By the way, tonight's betting odds are brought to you by Plainow Sports, your local BC sports book. The Canucks are at 1.51, 151 on the money line tonight. That means a $10 bet has the potential to win 5-12 for a total payout of 15-12. So if you're interested in that, head right now to playnowsports.com. And that, of course, is your local BC sports book. Canucks are going to make some changes tonight to their lineup, most notably, Corey, in between the pipes. In case you haven't heard, Thatcher Demko not in the lineup tonight as Spencer Martin will get the call between the pipes. Uh, you know what? He played very well in the stint that he did have for Vancouver earlier in the season. He got his first NHL win, stopped 47 to 50 one night against Edmonton, and he's signed for next year. I expect him to be the backup for this club next year. Now, just give him a chance to play. Give him a chance to make some saves. Don't give up too many scoring chances and help him out. Last time he played in the NHL, he got his first ever NHL victory. 
January 27th against the Winnipeg Jets. A couple of other changes to be aware of. Travis Dermott and William Lockwood are scratched tonight. That means both Sheldon Dries and Kyle Burrows are in the mix, as is forward Nick Patan. Canucks and Kraken, their final head-to-head meeting of the season. Vancouver has won the previous three. Can they make it a four-game sweep? Find out next. You're tuned in to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena, everybody. Vancouver Canucks Hockey here on the West Coast as they continue their I-5 rivalry with the Seattle Kraken. Joey Kenward and Corey Hurst with you here in the play-by-play broadcast booth. Canucks go into the game with an overall record of 38, 30, and 11, taking on the Kraken, who sported an overall record of 26, 46, and 6. Spencer Martin is the starting goalie tonight for Vancouver. He's played in three games this season at the NHL level. He's 1-0 and 2. He's had a great year in Abbotsford in the American League at 19-4 and 2. At the other end of the ice, the regular number one goaltender for the American League affiliate of the Kraken, and that's Joey Decord. He's 0-3 in games this season for Seattle, but he has had a pretty solid year in the AHL with the Kraken's farm team in Charlotte. Steve Kazari and Jake Brank are tonight's referees. Canucks wearing their 90s skate uniforms here on home ice. Puck has dropped and we're underway with period one. An opening frame of play that sees the Canucks move right to left on your radio dial. And quickly, the Kraken will skate it up the ice. Here's a chance for Adam Larson. Centering feet down low. It's thrown across the crease of Martin. Good chance in the blue paint from Carlson Kuhlman. Just couldn't get it on target. Puck now behind the Vancouver net. Oliver ekman Larson trying to jab it free. He lost the puck to Yanni Gord. Former Canuck Jared McCann backhands it to the point. Put down low for Gord. He mishandled the pass. And Connor Garland is able to deflect it up the wall and out to center ice. McCann will lead it back in deep. Gord first into it on the forecheck. Kicks it around the net of Martin. But it came right to Quinn Hughes. And he'll quickly steer it up the ice. Down the right wing side, Elias Pedersen chases it in deep. Dennis Chalowski, who's making his Kraken debut this evening, will get to it first and clear it up the wall. Now Matty Beneers, the second overall pick in last summer's NHL draft, will get it back into the Vancouver territory. Luke Shen on it in the corner, is able to whip it up the ice. This missed everybody, but icing will be waved off as Elias Pedersen will try to get to it first. Pod Coles coming out of the corner, mishandled the puck. And the Seattle Kraken have a chance to clear it up out of their own zone, but Veneers gave it away. Pedersen into the slot for Brock Besser with a drive. Good save made on the glove arm of Joey Decord, and the puck deflects into the end netting and out of play for a whistle. Uh, good chances early. One for Seattle. And Spencer Martin, he comes across, cuts off everything. And then Brock Besser has a good scoring chance. And Brock Besser's got six points in his last four games, playing quite well. But, you know, in order for the Canucks have any hope at the playoff spot, that's got to go in. They have to dominate this game from start to finish. At least give themselves a chance. Minute and a half off the clock here. Scoreless opening period of play between Vancouver and Seattle. Kraken bringing it through center ice. On it is Will Borgen. Got it in across the Vancouver line. Didn't get it that deep. Kyle Burrows back into the lineup for Vancouver. Will snap it high the other way. Jason Dickinson trying to get it down low in the zone. Trying to pass in front. It took a deflection into the corner. Matthew Highmore retrieves. 
trying to come clean off the wall. He's pressured. Now gives it to Dickinson. Centering pass. Deflected back to the boards. Now Dickinson throws it in front. Deflected just wide by Highmore. Highmore trying to slide it back through the slot. No Canuck will get to it first, though, ahead of Victor Rask. And he'll flip it out of the zone for Seattle. I've got some news, Joe. I don't know if it's good news, but Vegas is up 2-1 to one now at the end of two over Dallas. It's weird. Vancouver, if they're cheering for anybody in that game, it's a regulation win for the Knights. All the Stars need is a point to eliminate Vancouver from playoff contention. So we'll keep our eyes peeled on the out-of-town scoreboard. Here, two and a half off the clock. No goals yet. Riley Sheehan across the Vancouver line. Left it at the point for Car Carson Soucy, but he coughed it up, and here go the Canucks the other way in numbers. Drives down the right wing into the Seattle zone. Drives with the wrist shot, scores! Sheldon Drives took it from his own zone on an on-man rush and left matters to himself to put it by the cord, and the Canucks strike early. Oh, Sheldon Drives, they're on a three-on-one. And he goes in there like he's Mario Lemieux, looking everybody else off. And he ends up just firing down the far side after a turnover by Susie. And Oliver ekman Larson starts the play by giving it to Drys. Or Joey, it's a three-on-one. And he's just like, nah, I'm going to take this. And he goes glove side on Joey Decord, and the Canucks are up one nothing. Tyler Myers was... The player who had joined the rush, Yuho Lamico, was the trailer, but Dry says, I'll take care of this. Thank you very much. And he's given Vancouver the early 1-0 lead on his second goal of the season since being recalled from Abbotsford. Puck back in the Vancouver territory. Long drive from the line by Jamie Alexiak. Sails wide. Now the puck is deflected out of place. We've just passed the three-minute mark. Canucks out shooting Seattle 3-0, and a goal by Dries has them in a 1-0 lead. Well, Dries is a, you know, unfortunately he's a little bit of an older player. And here's a guy that, he's like a, a Tyler Mott. Not quite as good as Motter, but works just as hard. He's got some skill, and he does, he can be serviceable in the National Hockey League. There, that's a guy that you have to look at resigning for depth. And I know, I think he's 27 now. He's 28, so a little older, not quite the size, but still gives you depth if you can call him up. And you know he'll be in a very important piece of the puzzle for the Abbotsford Canucks when they get ready for American League playoff action next month. Here comes Connor Garland into the slot for JT Miller who scores! The quest for 100 points continues for JT Miller. He's now got 97 on the year. And he's put the Canucks up by two. Uh, his 31st goal is an absolute bomb. Uh, this is a drop pass into the slot. Canucks have four shots already. Seattle zero. And it's Quinn Hughes who's going to get a point on this. And he gives it over to Connor Garland who rips it from JT Miller past the cord. And it is a bullet. So Miller has his 31st. And with that helper, Quinn Hughes is now officially the Canucks all-time single season record holder for points by a Vancouver defenseman. He's got seven goals and 57 helpers on the year. Boy, has he had a fantastic season here and what's been a frustrating year for many Canucks fans. This has been a year to remember for number 43. Well, and he's not done yet. And if we know him, he's probably gonna get another five or six more before the year's done. 
And really put a stamp on that Canucks single season defenseman record. They haven't had a defenseman like him. And it's pretty impressive what he's done. We pass the four minute mark here of the first. Goals by Dries and Miller have the Canucks up by two on Seattle. Jordan Everly across the Vancouver line for the Kraken. Stops on the half wall. Drops it to the point. Borgen shot. Hit a leg of Dickinson and he's able to flip it out of the zone. Well, Decor doesn't have a win this year. This is only his 14th career NHL game, so Canucks might be licking their lips for points tonight right now. Daniel Sprong with speed gets into the Vancouver zone. Takes a return pass from Victor Rask. A long shot from well out. Sails past the target of Martin. And the Canucks will have another odd man rush the other way. Here's Highmore in across the line for Richardson. Couldn't get a drag move to get a shot on target as it rolled off the toe of his stick. Puck comes back to the right point. Shan on it. Snapshot deflected down and just wide by Dickinson. Rask with a chance to clear. Fails to do so. Good pressure here by Vancouver. Keeping the Krakenhem deep in their own territory. Decor played it behind the net. Gave it away to Shen. Into the slot for Richardson. Dropping it now for Hughes. Shot blocker save made by Decor. Pucks are all over the Kraken here in the early going. And maybe a little unlucky Hershey at this point not to be up by a, more than a 2-0 scoreline as play is whistled down with a glove hand pass. Yeah, it's been all Canucks so far early. Seattle doesn't even have a shot. They've had one scoring chance, but that was... You know, we're just stopping to acknowledge Quinn Hughes. You can hear the crowd breaking the record. It's been a long time, more than three decades since... If I'm not mistaken, was he one of your old teammates, Doug Litster? He, I did play with Liddy, yep, absolutely. Held that record of 63 points from the point for Vancouver, but Hughes stands alone in that category. And we heard from Bruce Boudreau behind the bench prior to puck drop saying he's well-deserving of the record, and you know what? He's going to break his own record numerous times uh, as he grows older. That's absolutely correct. 2-0, Vancouver leading Seattle. Puck inside the Vancouver line. Adam Larson trying to slide a pass towards the slot. It hit the leg of Dries. On it is Brad Hunt to try to outlet it up the wall. It was blocked. He'll get it back deep in his own corner. Now he'll pass it tape to tape for Yuho Lamico. Out to center he comes, gives it off for Nick Patan, and he'll peel off for a change. 5-0, the shots on goal favoring the Canucks at this stage in the game. I've got them down for three scoring chances right now to those five shots. Gore trying to race through the middle, couldn't get to the Vancouver line in possession of the puck. Myers in front of his own bench gives to Garland. Through center for Miller who crosses the Seattle line. Stops on the left boards, put it to the point. Picked off there by Gord. he'll wheel the other way. Yanni Gord in across the line gives to Jared McCann. Shot deflected just off the side of the net by Gord. McCann gets it back to the line for Susie. Feeding it to the corner. Never found a teammate with a puck as Oliver Ekman Larson intercepts. And the Canucks will have a chance to clear. Miller at the end of a long shift will flip it high and deep and skate off to get some fresh legs over the boards as we pass the seven minute mark here of this opening frame of play. Well, like you said, Joe, it's been all Canucks thus, thus far. And they can only do what they can do, and that's win a hockey game. That's that's all you can do. You can't control any, anything else. And hopefully after tonight, you're somehow still in it. Pedersen through the center circle. Cuts right in across the Seattle line. 
Backhands through the slot to Besser with a wrist shot right on target. And Decord will cover up and get the whistle. Let's take a break with 12.23 to go in the first. It's the Canucks 2, the Kraken no score. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Canucks fans, get your tickets for tonight's online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. You must be 19 plus to play and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit. Play within it. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. In case you're just joining us, the Canucks have goals under a minute apart in the opening three and a half minutes of this game. Sheldon Dries and JT Miller with their second and 31st goals of the year, respectively. Goals came at 2.46 and 3.34. Time of the goal is always brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Puck down on the Vancouver end to our broadcast right. Jordan Eberle trying to kick it free off the end boards. Lost it to Hughes. Gave it off the wall for Besser. A blind backhander between his legs went across the slot. Luckily for him, there wasn't a Seattle opponent to intercept. And the Canucks will regroup as both teams make changes. Shen with it at the red line will steer it in deep. Richardson in on the forecheck. Kicked it behind the net of Decord. First to it, though, was Alex Venberg, and he's able to move it to center. Victor Rask hitting the Canucks line. Popping it into the near corner. We've got a delayed penalty coming up here, though, as... Yeah, Burrows. I think it's a hook. Referee Steve Kazari motioning for the call, and it is indeed Kyle Burrows going to the box for Vancouver and Seattle, who are still looking for their first shot. Nearly nine minutes into the action, Hershey are going to go to work on their first power play of the game. Well, wow. Burroughs, he ends up getting his stick in under the arm of Chalowski. And a little bit of a weak call considering what happens in the game, but he gets it stuck. But Chalowski kind of grabs it with his elbow too, so a little bit of an embellishment there too. But the Canucks are going to have to kill this. Seattle. 30th out of 32 teams in the league when working on the power play. Canucks dead last in the league when working on the penalty kill. So as they say, something's got to give. We'll see what happens here. Is a shot from the left faceoff circle by Jared McCann hit a skate. And the Kraken have to retreat to their own zone to get possession. Canucks are going to start Miller and Richardson as the penalty killing forwards. Behind them, the defense pair is Ekman, Larson, and Myers. Miller forced a turnover from Susiel on the wall, but Everly got it back for Seattle and quickly cruises the other way. Hitting the Canucks line, dropping a pass. Here's a shot towards goal. It was blocked off of Ekman Larson's stick. That was Matty Beniers with a chance. Myers on it now for Vancouver. We'll have a chance to chip it back down into the Seattle end. Uh, McCann has eight power play goals. His stick actually just shattered in half, so he had to get off the ice. Susie got it back inside the Vancouver territory. Shen. Trying to retrieve it behind the net of Martin. Hughes coming over to help get it free, but Gord got it first. Now he gets it to the line. Susie cycling it back to where it came from behind the goal. Gord trying to flip it out in front, had it knocked down. And Pedersen will have a chance to skate it out of his own territory. His teammates make changes. He goes wide left, wrist shot right to the glove hand of Decord. He'll quickly sweep it down, give it off to Daniel Sprong. With speed the other way, Sprong in on the attack. Threw it in front, couldn't find his teammate 
Rask going to the goal. Rask got it now into the corner. Up the wall for Donato. To the point for Chalowski. The Langley BC native. Put it across the wall for Sprong. His shot hit a leg. Ekman Larson with it behind his own goal will rip it all the way down the ice. Now that's some good penalty killing by the Canucks. Keeping everything to the outside. Well, Ten seconds to go here. They should be able to kill this off successfully. Chalowski hitting the Vancouver territory. Gave it away to Miller. And he's able to clear it all the way down ice. And that'll do it to the penalty to Burroughs. He's out of the box. So we're back to five on five. A little more than nine minutes to go here in this first period of play. Canucks on goals from Dries and Miller lead the Kraken 2-0. Adam Larson with it at center ice. Giving off for Riley Sheehan. Put it to the Vancouver end. Never got it to a teammate though as Shen will be able to headman it to center for Lamico. He'll direct it in deep. Decord will dish it off for Jamie Alexiak. He's able to escape to center. Now give it for Jonas Donskoy. Now for Morgan Geeky with a backhand chance. Good save made by Martin. And he'll hang on for the whistle. 8.25 to go in the first. It's the Canucks 2, the Kraken, no score. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey here on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Do you own your own home? Well, Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved, visit alpinecredits.ca. Joey Kenward, Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us as the Canucks are leading the Kraken 2-0 with 8.25 to go in the second. Face off in the Vancouver end. Garland. Quickly headmanning it high through center ice. Pass came down to Alex Chason, but he was a stride early offside. And that's why play is whistled down. A lot of interesting decisions coming up for the Canucks in the offseason. Oh, big question is Brock Besser. What do you do with that? He restricted free agent. Oh, some guys that need to be signed. Chason, what do you do with him? Unrestricted free agent. Coaching staff. I think there's going to be an interesting draft day for the Canucks oh I think there'll be more than just one day but draft day is when everybody gets together (laughs) and when I say that everybody all 32 teams and GMs and head scouts and capologists all under one roof this year it'll be in Montreal yeah you're right some real interesting decisions to be made by the Canucks who have it in the Seattle zone yet again Ekman Larson off the left boards will Try to put it into the corners. Pass deflected down right to the stick of Beniers. And he'll headman it up the ice. Everly takes it in across the Vancouver line to our right. Across the zone. His pass deflected away by Miller. And he springs Garland on a breakaway. Connor Garland in all alone. Makes a move. Great save made by Decord who sprawled face first into the crease to extend his pads and deny Garland. Hughes getting it back for the Canucks. Drops it back to the line to Garland. Right point for Shen. With a drive, bobbled, but held by Decord. And he'll hang on after making his first big save of the night. Well, a huge chance for Garland to get a goal. And he goes in. He sells it hard with a left shoulder drop. And then he cuts back to his forehand. And Decord has nothing to do with that. He doesn't bite at all. And Connor Garland actually just skates himself into the corner after that. Misses the net. He's got nowhere to go. Uh, really nice save by Decord. Shot clock favoring the Canucks, 8-1. Off a draw, Hughes walks the line. Nice pass down to the right circle for Pedersen. 
He's pressured. Got back to the point to Shen. Now Hughes. Gives it off the left wall for Besser. Getting it back down low. Pedersen will take control. Now lost it, and Wenberg has a chance to clear down the ice. Got an update, Corey, from the out-of-town scoreboard. Dallas has scored. It is now 2-2 two two with 16 minutes to go in the third. Now, if Dallas wins outright, it's a big game for them in regulation because they clinch a playoff berth, and Vegas cannot catch them. So, well, it's a big game for all three teams, teams is. no matter which way you slice it. But then Dallas plays Arizona tomorrow night after Arizona plays in Minnesota on a back-to-back. -back. And you know what I think Arizona right now, right? Uh, yes, I do. There's a cross-checking penalty coming up here to the Kraken. And I know, you know, Arizona's had a, a very, very bad year. Really bad. But you know who's not been very good this year as a team? Is the team we're watching tonight in white and teal and navy blue. Well, you know, and they, they are going shorthanded here for the first time tonight as Carson Soucy is in the penalty box. Well, when they picked their team, I thought there was much more talent to pick, but they decided to go with a little bit more youth and not put as much money under the cap right now. Talk more about that in a moment. Canucks on their power play. It's brought to you by Play Now Sports. Get $250 to Play Now Sports, PC's Sportsbook. Vancouver set it up. Pedersen had it poked away out of his possession in the face-off circle. And the Kraken will clear. Vancouver starts the night ninth best in the league on the man advantage. Going against Seattle, who are 29th best league in the league on the PK. 29th best? There's only 30, there's only that's 32 right. teams. That's right. So, so they are the 29th best. Trying to uh, make it sound oh, a little no, more I, positive. They have had a tough year. It was good. Here's Chase on with a chance tonight on a good save made by Decord. Pedersen. Rink wide. Gives to Hughes on the near wall. Backhanded it across the line. Took a deflection. Pedersen has to stick handle in the center circle to regain control for the Canucks. Hughes now up the left side into the Seattle territory. Drops it for Miller. Rink wide to Pedersen. Wrist shot, glove save made by Decord, and he'll hang on. Vancouver, power play this year for a frustrating season as a team. It's been a brighter spot, hasn't it, to be a top That's 10 team? Well, and a lot of that is JT Miller, 37 power play points. And, you know, Pedersen has 26 power play points. Besser, you know, 10 power play goals. I think Bo's, Horvat's got 11 or 12. I'll do one better. 13, 13. power play goals yeah, on the year. A pretty solid year for the power play. Here's Hunt off the right corner boards. Pressured off the puck. Seattle had a tough time clearing the zone, though. Canucks regroup. Pod Colson into the slot, dropping it for Nick Patan. Back now for Hunt. For Patan down low in the corner. All the way to the left point for Oliver Ekman Larson. Walks the line with 20 to go in the power play. Pod Colson back to Ekman Larson. Rink wide for Patan. Beside the net. Patan trying to get it back off the wall. Does for Hunt. Down behind the net. Patan chips it to the near boards for the fifth skater on the ice. And that's Connor Garland. To the line. He'll dish off for Ekman. Larson with the drive. And he scores. Great perimeter play by Vancouver. And eventually it results in a point shot by Ekman Larson. Who makes it 3-0 home team. Well, initially I thought this was tipped by Connor Garland. But it isn't. It goes straight in. 
Uh, probably not a goal that should go in. And it goes blocker side on Decor. Just a point shot from Oliver Ekman Larson. He does rip a bullet and he knows how to get his shots through. But this goes behind the net and Patan, he gets it up to the top. And then it's Connor Garland who gives it over to Oliver Ekman Larson. And it's almost like I think the court got screened by his own player, Wenberg. This goes blocker side. That's Oliver Ekman Larson's first goal since February 9th. Yeah. And he's 30. got the Canucks up 3-0. First goal in 32 consecutive games, Corey, but it's his fifth of the year. Comes on the power play at 15.05. Time of the goal brought to you as always by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Here comes Eberle for Seattle, up the ice. In on goal with a wrist shot, good save made by Spencer Martin. Just the second shot he's faced so far through 15 plus minutes of action. Richardson will have a chance to clear it to center ice as the Canucks will make a full scale change on the fly. Well, interestingly enough, that was Myers and Shen on a shift together. Here's a long shot by Riley Sheehan. Swept away to the boards by Martin. Puck comes to the near point now for Borgen. Hard feet across the line was swept away by Patan. And the Canucks will force Seattle back into their own zone. Oliver Ekman Larson, he's already got a goal and an assist. Garland's got two assists. So far they are dominating. And that second unit power play which resulted in the goal by Vancouver's D-man. Every player on the ice for Vancouver I think had possession at least twice <laughs> on that man advantage yeah. in the Seattle territory so if you're the coaching staff working with the power play that's perfection regardless of who the opponent is Hughes with it in his own zone for Vancouver sees his teammates making changes so he's got a ragged into his own zone now lifted up the wall for Garland chipping it in deep Adam Larson first on it for the Kraken gave it away off the wall to Chase on, dishing it for Garland. His shot is denied by Decord, who will get the whistle. Inside three minutes to go here in the first. It's Vancouver three, Seattle, no score. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey here on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenward, Corey Hirsch with you. Canucks have goals from Sheldon Drys, JT Miller, and Oliver Ekman Larson. Vancouver out shooting the Kraken 13-3 at this stage of the game. We'll get back to the action and a draw in the Seattle territory. Jamie Alexiak will lead it out of his own zone. Kuhlman trying to slide it towards the net of Martin. Pass was picked off by Shen and now Vancouver will go the other way. Chason will rip it in deep. Puck goes around the net of Decord. Miller couldn't track it down on the boards. Hughes did a good job to tie it up off the wall. Now flipped it down low. Garland Pressured, lost the puck, and Adam Larson will quickly move it to center. Seattle turn it over at the Vancouver line, and Hughes will have a chance to regain control for the Canucks as both teams make changes. A little more than two minutes to play here in this opening frame of play. And that 3-0 scoreline, Corey, quite frankly, is <laughs> flattering for the opponent. It, it really is. It's been all Canucks so far. Borgen with a bad angle shot was blocked down off a leg. Tyler Myers will retrieve. Left it for Pod Colson to backhand it out of the zone. 
And games like these are so discouraging when you're a team that's been playing exhibition games for three months now. It's been a tough, tough goal for the team from the Emerald City in its first NHL campaign. Going down actually is one of the worst as an expansion franchise in league history. Wenberg back into the Vancouver end, trying to get it into the slot for Sprong. He'll dish it off for Chalowski. Back to Daniel Sprong on the wall. Back to Chalowski with a drive. Good pad save made by Spencer Martin. Just the fourth shot that's come his way in the game. Brad Hunt will retrieve for the Canucks. Skate it to center ice. Lift it in deep and peel off for a change. Well, Spencer Martin, I, every game we've seen him play, he's looked solid. And so far here, too, doesn't look like there's a lot of nerves. Steady. Within under a minute to go here in this opening period. Brad Richardson finding it low in his own corner, but off the puck, Luke Shen knocked Eberly down to the ice hard, knocked his helmet off, in fact, and that's going to be a penalty to Vancouver's rugged blue liner, and it's going to put Seattle on their second power play of the period. It, this isn't a penalty. He takes Eberly out, and he just pushes him into the boards. Vancouver, number two, two minutes interference. So that's the call from referee Steve Kazari. I'm not sure that that's the, the puck's there. I don't see how it's interference. <laughs> no, that's all right. I know Luke Shen and Everly have known each other for a long, long time. And Luke gets a penalty two minutes for being too strong. So Seattle on the second power play of the night. Wenberg off the boards, comes back to the line. Swept it behind the net for McCann. McCann spilled to the ice by Ekman Larson. That's going to be a penalty coming up here to another Vancouver defenseman. Five on three now for Seattle. 37.4 seconds is what remains in the period. And Vancouver, as you said, will be down two skaters here with a faceoff to the stick side of Spencer Martin. Well, and this is, you know, for the Canucks. This could put Seattle back in the hockey game. They're going to get a whistle, which is a good thing. If they can kill off 37 seconds, you get a whistle because the period ends. However, this draw is crucial right here from JT Miller. He's going to go up against Yanni Gord. And if you don't win the draw, then you're chasing for the next 37.4 seconds. Miller, Burroughs, and Myers, the three penalty killers on the ice for Vancouver. Crack and win a draw. Beneers, right face off circle. Puts it to the point for Eberly Across the line for McCann with a wrist shot. Save made through traffic by Martin. Myers trying to tie it up off the corner, but he had three cracking opponents around him, and they were able to retrieve. 20 seconds to go in the period. Eberly high into the slot. Dishing it down now for McCann. Back to Eberly Back to McCann, top of the circle. They'll switch spots. McCann still in possession. Holding. Gives it now to Paneers with a drive. He blasted it wide across the face of the goal. Five to go in the period. Here's McCann with a wrist shot. Gobbled up at the top of the blue paint by Martin with exactly one second to go before the period expires. As I said about Martin, good position. No smart, no wasted movements. And looks confident. Like, doesn't look like somebody that's got nerves right now hasn't played in a few months in the National Hockey League and man good for him getting an opportunity and making the most of it draw to the stick side of Martin somebody jumped early before Gord had a chance to get his <laughs> stick down to win the draw 
Miller giving it to the linesman, Brian Pancich. Now off a draw, snapshot just whistled wide by McCann as the horn sounds to finish off 20 minutes, and it's a very impressive opening period of play for Vancouver, up 3-0 on the Kraken. Goals by Drys, Miller, and Ekman Larson have the Canucks in total control. Let's get to our first intermission with a ton of breakdown after an eventful opening frame of play. You've got it here on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Hunt down behind the net. Patan chips it to the near boards for the fifth skater on the ice, and that's Connor Garland. To the line, he'll dish off for Ekman. Larson with the drive, and he scores! Great perimeter play by Vancouver, and eventually it results in a point shot by Ekman Larson, who makes it 3-0 home team. That made it 3-zip for the Canucks. That's where we stand through 20 minutes of play over the Seattle Kraken. All Canucks took a while for the Seattle Kraken to even get their first shot on goal, but the Canucks hanging on to their slim playoff hopes and making sure that they do their part of the business. Uh, to give you an update on the out-of-town scoreboard, Dallas and Vegas is tied at two apiece. Currently, Canucks need Vegas to win that game. Let's bring in Sheldon Dries for the first period intermission. Uh, thanks for this, Sheldon. Big goal there, and uh, you guys got off to a real hot start in that period. Yeah, uh, we talked about it in the locker room before the game. Uh, we had to come out fast and hard, and uh, I think we did that, but there's 40 minutes left in this game. we got to stay on the pedal here. It was a, a pretty uh, awesome goal in transition there as well. You had Tyler Myers coming down the middle. Uh, plays a pretty good decoy, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, he actually said that to me on the bench as well. Um, there's a lot of time. I thought uh, a quick shot would be a, a better option there, so uh, luckily for us, it went in. You've joined this team here as, uh, as uh, you know, the push for the playoffs is – has kind of been going on towards the end of the year. Uh, still hanging on. Uh, what, what's the message right now with the team? It's day by day right now. Uh, we know we got to win, and uh, that's what's in our hands right now. We can't control what's happening around the league. Um, we take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Awesome. Thanks for the Sheldon. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, there is uh, Sheldon Dries scoring his second goal as Vancouver Canuck and opening the scoring in this first period. Uh, Canucks lead it. Three to nothing, and CertainTeed is back on board for the first intermission. That means it's brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Randy, that was uh, really just a no-nonsense first period from the Vancouver Canucks. That is one way to take the pressure off your goaltender. Hasn't played in the NHL for a little bit. It's been a few months. Yep. You come out, you take advantage of a team that clearly, as we've seen this year with Seattle, they're a team that is, you know, trending not in a good way. They're The only team that they're ahead of in the Western Conference is the Arizona Coyotes. So what do you do? You jump on them early, and that Sheldon drives goal, just a strong play in transition. They cough up the puck in the offensive zone. Vancouver goes the other way and drives. Nice little decoy. Tyler Myers goes in the middle of the ice just to, just to add as – you know, maybe get that pass, but Drys, there's a reason he was having success in Abbotsford. He's got a heck of a shot, showed it off there. The uh, Mark Messier-esque one-footed wrister, Randy? You had to bring that name up, didn't you? You had to bring that up. You know how many people, I know he's known for that shot, but 
Dan, you know that. You don't bring up that name in the city. I know. I know. You only saw it so often uh, here in the city uh, with uh, with Mark Messier. But, but, but 35 goals for Sheldon Dries in the AHL this year, and you saw that scoring touch there and that great shot, right? All jokes aside, just does a great job of saying, you know what, I got this. I got a decoy, but I'll take care of this. I've done this before. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great goal, and it got the Canucks off to a great start. The next goal of the period was to J.T. Miller. And, uh, Randy, I took a lot of heat last week for saying Connor Garland should be the Canucks' most exciting player this year. He's got 13 points in his last 10 games. He is absolutely on fuego. Actually, 14 points because he assisted on the third goal as well, the uh, marker by Oliver ekman Larson. But that pass... This is what Connor Garland has done all year long is make unpredictable plays. Like, he's not looking at JT Miller when he makes that backhand pass. He just knows JT is going to be in the high slot in that moment as he's taking it down off the left wing. No inkling that he's going to make that pass, and it completely fooled every Kraken player on the ice. Excellent first period for Connor Garland. You talk about the assist. He looked like a, a you know 1994 edition of Cliff Running there. Just perfectly <laughs> played into the slot. JT Miller tees it up. Boom. And it is perfectly executed. But even beyond that, another assist in that period. He had a breakaway, and he had a chance himself in the slot. So Connor Garland everywhere in that first period. And it seems like he was listening to the Canucks Central podcast that day. When you came out with your... Most exciting player. It's like he took motivation for that. You can take credit for that, right? Yes. You I, can take credit for that. But for real, though, in terms of playmakers on this team, how many players, especially along the wings and, you know, in and around the net, who's better than Connor Garland right now? Who, like, five on five. Remember, this is a guy that does not even get power play time or very limited power play time at that. He's a elite playmaker, and he's showing it this year. And I know there's been stretches where he hasn't scored. But in terms of being able to generate those chances, we saw that. You said it. A no-look pass to a guy that is now at 97 points by adding one more goal in JT Miller this period. That was just an, a strong, elite play from Connor Garland. Uh, it's been a really, um, you know, he's had a really good season. You know, and I think lost in the lost in the 19-game scoreless streak that he had, Randy, is just how productive he's been throughout the season. Maybe not from, uh, well, I mean, he still might get to 20 goals. He's got 18 for the year. But as I've pointed out, you know, he's right there, second to JT Miller in five-on-five points this year, leads the team in first assists at five-on-five, second in goals at five-on-five. I mean, where guys like Pedersen, Besser, and Horvat haven't produced, Connor Garland has, you know, a lot of, you really break down the numbers, especially through the first half. I mean, those three guys that I mentioned, Horvat, Besser, and Pedersen, weren't scoring pretty much at all at 5-on-5. Five five. Well, if you listen to Boudreaux as well, he's talked about how with Connor Garland, it was a conversation more of anything that, hey, make that one move and then get the puck moving as well. Don't continue to maybe do a couple of spinoramas. It's, it's, you want to get the player to, to move the puck and continue the play rather than hanging on to it forever and play a more direct style. And that's exactly what we've seen from Connor Garland. He's either A, shooting, or B, in most cases, getting that pass off and hooking up his line mates. And, and that's something we saw in that first period, not only on that assist, but 
even the one to OEL, you know, you saw that where he makes a simple pass. It's not the highest degree of difficulty, but you're getting rid of it. And that is something that over the last couple of weeks, it has been something that, you know, Boudreaux's mentioned. And you're starting to see that directness more so in Connor Garland's game as well. Early on in the year, I think the spinoramas, they intrigued people. They were like, oh, wow, look at this guy. He's, he's like, a, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. He keeps on spinning. At some point, though, it felt like he was exerting energy, but were you getting enough from it? Now, he's being a lot more direct, and you're seeing the points come yeah. up as well. As, uh, as he pointed out today, well, when I'm playing with good players, they find a way to get open. So, uh, you know, now that he's been playing with Pedersen and he's been playing with Miller, I think that's been a big part of Connor Garland's recent success. I do wonder, though, if a player like Connor Garland takes those comments that Boudreaux made about Pedersen, that he's playing with a couple of third liners this year, I wonder if you take that a little personally and say, I'll show you a third liner. Yeah. There's got to be a part of that, right? There has to be. Uh, he's been uh, really good for the Canucks, certainly, uh, in these last little bits. Uh, another update on the out-of-town scoreboard. Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars still tied at two. If Dallas gets this to overtime, they will eliminate the Vancouver Canucks from Stanley Cup contention. But right now, the Canucks are doing their part. They lead 3-0 over the Seattle Kraken here at Rogers Arena on country night. You know they couldn't have a country night without me, right? <laughs> Biggest There's country guy around. You're wearing big, your, I'm your wearing cowboy my boots. boots. I had to leave my cowboy hat at home. Yeah, I was going to say, is Randy bringing his cowboy hat today? Uh, not tonight. <laughs> it's a rare night I leave it at home. This was the one night you were bobbing around the streets of Vancouver <laughs> with Red Solo Cup Hey, man, if, if fellow Killarney boy Milan Lucic can do that last week, <laughs> I had to join in on the fun. It's, uh, it's also a period where Quinn Hughes officially becomes the uh, record – Record-setting defenseman. Most points in a single season for a Canucks defenseman. Ends up at 64, gets the second assist on that JT Miller goal. Um, I, I don't know what to say because, you know, I think Quinn Hughes still gets a bit of a narrative take from a lot of people that he doesn't play well defensively. He's overcome those issues this year. Not fully. Like, there's still another step he can go. But he's also kept a lot of the offense. He's been, you know, I know it's been a down year for the Canucks and they're going to end up missing the playoffs, but what a season Quinn Hughes has had. Perfect way to also get that record as well. How does he end up picking it up? Zone entry yeah. into the offensive zone. Dishes off to Connor Garland. He makes that unreal pass. But I think with Quinn Hughes, the way that you're watching him this year, top 10 defensive scoring, uh, scoring defenseman in the league as well, I should mention. He's number eight in the league. So when you talk about, you know, still playing at a high level, we're talking top ten scoring in the position across the league. But defensively, and I know there's a lot of interaction we get people saying he's not that great at defensively. Compared to last year, where he was third from the bottom across the league in plus minus. He took that personally, took it home with him to Michigan, worked with his dad in the offseason to say, I want to be better defensively, came back, and is much better. Listen, Defensively, this team is not that great still, yeah. as, we, as we've seen. And goaltending has been helping him this year. But Quinn Hughes, when he's on the ice, he is a game changer, and he is much better defensively than he was last year. So is there room to improve? Absolutely there is. But I think when we're talking about are your star players getting 10 to 15% better every single year, I think from a defensive perspective, you can say that with Quinn Hughes with full confidence because he has looked that good defensively. Still a long way to go, but there is progress. Uh, the live update from playnow.com 
on the betting odds through the first period of play. If you can still get in a wager, if you like, over at playnow.com, the live update is sponsored by Play Now Sports, your local BC sports book. And as it currently stands, big surprise here, but uh, the Canucks are just 102 on the money line, while the Kraken are paying nine to one on the money line. Okay, can we take a moment to talk about the Seattle Kraken here? Because I haven't, I've watched them a little bit. Yeah. You know, on Hockey Night we did a Edmonton, Seattle game recently. Credit to Vancouver Canucks in those opening 20 minutes, but Seattle could get couldn't get anything done for the first no. 12 minutes of this game. 12 minutes of this game. They got a long way to go. Yeah. I know it's late in the year. I know they've given up, but they got a long way to go to add offense and quality to this team. Did they take that 10-hour bus ride from uh, Seattle to Vancouver? Yeah, the, the one me and you took <laughs> to watch a Mariners game a couple of years ago? Not to bring up some uh, haunting memories. I don't know. But they might have been stuck at the border for hours based on the way they played <laughs> in that first period. It was not a good first period for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Spencer Martin... Uh, in for Thatcher Demko, who is day-to-day making six saves. Uh, happening now, Dan Murphy speaking with Brandon Sutter on the Canucks Sportsnet broadcast. We'll bring you some of the comments from Sutter, who has uh, not spoken to media at all this year, but we are hoping that he is uh, eventually going to be able to try and make a return from long COVID. Canucks lead 3-0 over the Seattle Kraken here through 20 minutes of play. Dan Richo, Randy Jan, we'll be back for the second intermission analysis, Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch have the call of the second next on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us as we head to the second period, seeing the Vancouver Canucks leading the Seattle Kraken by a score of 3-0. Take a look at who's doing the work, brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment, your trusted and closest Kubota dealer in Greater Vancouver and the Thompson, Nicola, and Peace River regions, douglaslakeequipment.com. Hershey, who's been doing the work through 20 minutes for the home team? Well, for me, it's Connor Garland. He's got two assists. He had a breakaway, almost scored on that, and he has been a little buzzsaw all over the ice. Having an incredible game so far, so for me, it's Connor Garland. 5.26 of ice time so far tonight. One shot on goal, one hit. As you said, a couple of helpers. He's doing the work on behalf of Douglas Lake Equipment. Keeping an eye on the out-of-town scoreboard as well. The game the Canucks are watching the closest with playoff ramifications is in Dallas as the Stars and Vegas Golden Knights are in the late stages of the third period, Hershey. And this one's going to come right down to the wire, isn't it? Uh, the power play for Dallas right now, too. Jack Eichel just took a penalty, so there's 2.27 left, and Dallas is going to the power play. Or four on four, sorry. So lots of open ice there, and lots of open ice here in Vancouver as we start a five on three. And quickly, Jared McCann goes in on goal. He got hooked by Quinn Hughes. Couldn't get a shot off, and the Canucks are able to clear it down the ice. We're underway with the second period. It's a five on three man advantage for Seattle for another 50 seconds. Sprong with it to the middle of the point for Jordan Eberle. Eberle into the circle for McCann with a blast deflected wide. And then Martin will kick it aside. I think Hughes blocked that before it got to Martin. And the Canucks, regardless, are able to clear it down the ice. No, he might have touched it, but Martin didn't. He made that save, definitely. But you're right, Hughes got in the way of it. Matty Beneers back into the Vancouver end. Gives it off for McCann. Back to Beneers with a drive. That's blocked this time by Kyle Burroughs. 
Seattle retrieve as Yanni Gord will skate it around to the top of the point. Give it now to the right faceoff dot for Beniers. Back to Gord. Back to Beniers. Rink wide pass picked off by JT Miller. He'll slide it down the ice and that'll do it to one penalty as Luke Shen's about ready to step out of the box. This is the third power play of the game for Seattle. Now it's a five on four opportunity. Sprong shot is blocked and now Luke Shen will have a chance to clear it down the ice and that does it to the penalty to Oliver ekman Larson. So the Kraken are 0 for 4 on the power play and a good start to the period, Corey, for Vancouver killing off the two minors. No, it was an outstanding job killing off those. Here's a stretch pass for Victor Rask in a lone shot. Good save made by Spencer Martin. He's been tested a few times tonight, but that's the first clear cut opportunity that he's come up with a big save. I just like his poise. Oh, he's not overreacting, not over trying, not trying to do too much, staying within himself. Here's a backhanded wraparound attempt from Carson Kuhlman, denied by Martin. Puck goes behind the Vancouver net. Hughes is to it. Pressured, now dishes it off for Vasily Podkolzin. Rink wide stretch pass, just got away from Elias Pedersen. He thought he touched it, but it is whistled down on the icing. And that'll bring the draw all the way back to the Vancouver Territory. Now we're down to a minute and 38 seconds in this Vegas-Dallas game. Vegas pressuring right now, four on four. And like you said, Joe, I wonder if they're going to pull their goalie. Well, they need to win in regulation. A regulation win for Dallas automatically books their spot into the postseason. And thus eliminating Vegas and Vancouver. But a single point for the Stars, even in a loss, eliminates Vancouver and Vegas's playoff hopes would be still faint, but very, very much a long shot. Now we're going to know in about a minute and 38 seconds. Face-off coming up to the stick side of Spencer Martin. Canucks have goals tonight from Sheldon Dries, JT Miller, and Oliver ekman Larson. Shot clock right now favoring... The Canucks 13-9. It's great to see a lot of the country music stars here on Country Music Night. Aaron Prochetti's playing. Friend of mine, JoJo Mason, just on the big screen. Dallas Smith is here. They've been fantastic supporters of those country musicians, not only of NHL hockey, but the Vancouver Canucks alumni family here for many of their fundraising events over the years. Here's Derek Pouliot getting it to the point for Dennis Kolowski. He wraps it around the Vancouver net to the right corner. Jonas Donskoy skates his way across the Vancouver territory. Got it back to the point. Pouliot, rink wide, Chalowski into the slot for Morgan Geeky. His shot was blocked, but we've got play being whistled down here. And a cross-checking call is being motioned by referee Jake Brink. And this is going against Tyler Myers. And this is going to put Vancouver shorthanded for the fifth time in the game. Another power play for Seattle. Canucks playing very undisciplined right now. And that's not a good sign for the Canucks. You don't want to let them back in the game. We're down to 32 seconds in this Dallas game, Joe. I got it on the monitor here. 2-2 the score between the Stars and Golden Knights. And the point will officially eliminate the Canucks. Off a draw. Brad Richardson trips up his man being 
Maddie Beneers, so it's now a second straight five on three power play chance for Seattle trying to break out of this goose egg here on the road. Not only that, almost full two minute power plays. Five on three, back to back, but definite penalties. This is a penalty on Richie. It's a definite trip. He gets his skate, his stick in the skates. So a minute 54 of the five on three power play here for Seattle. They've only scored twice this year, Corey, on five on three man advantages. That's not good. No. You don't win too many games like that, Joe. They set it up in the Canucks territory. Sprong down low for McCann. Putting it into the slot. It's picked off by Miller, and he's able to float it all the way down the ice. Canucks have Miller, Hughes, and Shen as their penalty kill trio. Hughes skates over for a change as Ekman Larson takes his spot. The crack can get it back into the Vancouver end. They again give it away, and Ekman Larson will drop it back down the ice. Well, easy kill so far for the Canucks. Seattle can't get set up in their zone. Five on three. Veneers wheeling his way through center. Hits the Vancouver line. Fanned on the dump in. Shen got to it first. Pressured into the corner by Gord. He slid it into the crease. It came now through the slot for Eberle. Back to the point to Sprong. Left circle for Eberle. To Veneers. Beside the net to Eberle. Great wide feet. Good save made by Martin. Coming from his right to his left to deny Jared McCann. Sprong back at the line. Gives to McCann on the right boards. 55 seconds to go on this two-man advantage. Eberly down low. Gives it to Sprong across the slot. Beneers with a drive. Save made by Martin, who has lost his stick. So the Canucks even more shorthanded. Sprong with a drive. Hit his own man, Gord, in the slot. Canucks fail to clear. Great pressure here by the Kraken. Beneers through the slot. Gives for Sprong. Beside the net to Eberly. Put it into the crease. Save made. Rebound chance denied by Spencer Martin. And now pushing and shoving ensues as the goaltender skates out of the ruckus to go pick up his goal stick. And Spencer Martin has been pretty sharp here in a couple of back-to-back five-on-three scenarios. Well, I, I, we haven't seen him play poorly yet. I mean, that's how good he's been. He has been absolutely dynamite for the Canucks. And he got rewarded with a nice new contract. And now we'll see if he ends up the backup. All signs pointing to that. He he has been very good, not only in the appearances he's had at the NHL level this year, but he's been excellent at the AHL level for the Abbotsford Canucks. 19-4-2, his record through 25 appearances out in the Fraser Valley. Big reason why that team's playoff bound for Trent Cullen Company. I will say this, Vegas has now pulled their goalie. In a 2-2 tie. In a 2-2 tie. Sprong off a draw. His wrist shot saved by Martin. Rebound opportunity fanned on by Jordan Eberle. And the Canucks will clear it all the way down the ice with 20 seconds to go in the two-man advantage. This is unbelievable how Seattle can't even get set up in the zone, really, other than a few chances against Martin. Veneers will kick it into the zone. Burroughs found it free for Vancouver. Drops it off for Hughes. He'll flip it up the middle, but it's blocked down at the line by Sprong. Great wide for Eberle. That in the left circle. Into the slot. Dropping a pass. There's Eberle who scores. Well, one penalty to Myers had just expired. So with four seconds to go in the penalty to Richardson, Jordan Eberle breaks the shutout bit of Spencer Martin and gets the Kraken on the board. Well, double bad news, Joe. Seattle scores, and the Canucks have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Dallas has now got a point against Vegas they are going to overtime 
And man, talk about a double whammy almost right at the same time. But this goal is just a backdoor pass, and eventually you give up two five-on-threes, you're gonna get scored on. Canucks get running around, and it's a little pass from Beneers to the back door to Eberly. We've, we've had a penalty issued here to Vancouver after the goal was scored. Steve Kazari has issued an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and it's JT Miller going into the penalty box for the Canucks. Well, I'm not sure if that's a bench, but that if JT Miller is a penalty killer and he's going to the box, this is an unsportsmanlike on JT Miller. Because Boudreaux, if it was a coach, they would pick someone that's not going to penalty kill. And so this is JT Miller, I'm sure, said something that officials didn't like. Jordan Eberle has scored his 20th goal of the year. Just his fourth power play goal of the season. That came at the five-minute mark here of this second period of play. Time of the goal is always brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. And just like that, Vancouver will be shorthanded yet again as the parade to the penalty box continues here for the home team. Well, this game has been not a great hockey game as it is, Joe. I'll be honest, it's not the most exciting first 25 minutes we've seen. At Seattle, what do you do with this team? They don't really have much for goal scoring. They don't really have, they, they tried to build through defense. Not really much for goaltending. They got a lot, lot to, of work to do, but it's been a really, really disappointing year for fans in the Emerald City for a team they had pretty high hopes for. Last time they saw an NHL expansion team enter the league, Vegas went all the way to a cup final. But the approach, and we talked about it earlier, a lot different for Ron Francis and management in helping build this team through the expansion draft. Well, I mean, it's important we all for the Canucks to win this hockey game, but points-wise, it doesn't matter. They're officially eliminated, as we see, as we saw Dallas get a point. So I'm sure the players on the bench know as well. If it wasn't a foregone conclusion before the game, I'm sure they've heard about it. Raskin across the Vancouver line, gives it off now to the stick of Ryan Donato. Pressure to the end boards by Shen and Hughes. Puck got away from all of them. Wenberg will get it back for the Kraken. Dish it for Geeky. To the line for Chalowski. Rink wide for Rask. His pass swept away to the point by Dickinson, but he can't clear. Dickinson got it back, though, away from Geeky. Leaves it free now for Hughes. With time and space, he'll drop it all the way down to the Seattle territory. Well, that's good kill so far by the Canucks. It's only the... 14th kill of the game for them, Joe. <laughs> yeah, back to back, and that's something they haven't done all year. Back to back, five on three shorthanded situations. I haven't seen that in a while, to be honest. Here's McCann for the Kraken. Left wall, rink wide pass, deflected down and out of the zone by Pedersen. Veneers had a pass deflect into the Canucks bench. And out of play with only six seconds to go here in this penalty kill. Canucks, in case you're not able to catch. 
this game on television and are only listening to us here on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network, wearing those retro skate uniforms, Hershey. Yeah. And you have a lot of great memories from your time in Vancouver wearing those jerseys, don't I you? I sure do. Well, lots of them come to mind. You know, it's funny when I see the players in certain numbers, I still think back to the player that used to wear them. You know, when I see 23, I think of Martin Jelena. <laughs> you see eight, you think of Gus Adams. Well, no, I didn't play well, with didn't Gus. you didn't play with him, yet, that's right. So that's after. I think a nine, I think of Russ Cortnell. Here comes Donskoy, number 72 for Seattle into the nope. Canucks territory. Didn't play with him, Joe. <laughs> Larson with a shot deflected down. Good alert save made at the top of the crease by Martin. And Vancouver will clear. We're back to five on five. Garland across the line. Stick check by Donskoy. And now Ekman Larson have to regroup back at his own line. Chase on into the Seattle end for Miller. Leaving a pass for Garland. Just got away from him when trying to get a scoring opportunity. Adam Larson able to weave his way out of danger in his own zone. And with his teammates making changes, he'll leave it for his defense partner, Alexia. Larson through center, pass, knocked down by Brad Hunt. The other way, Pedersen went, but his pass in across the line, taken away by McCann. Leading it back into the Vancouver territory. A foot race to the puck. Sprong will get to it first. Left it for Gord. Pass blocked, and here comes Vancouver the other way. Oh, Pedersen had a chance to race free on a breakaway opportunity, but the pass was too hot to handle. Will Borgen through center, gives to McCann. Into the zone, dragging it towards the goal. His shot deflected off a fuse stick over the glass and out of play. 11 and a half to go in the second. It's the Canucks 3, the Kraken 1. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Canucks tonight have goals from Sheldon Dries, JT Miller, and Oliver Ekman Larson. Jordan Eberle has responded for the Kraken. That's why we're in a 3-1 hockey game with 11.20 to play in the second period. Play back in the Seattle end. Here's Yuho Lamico high in the slot. Couldn't get a pass towards goal intended for Patan. Got around the net of Joey Decord. Dries found it free. Hacked it across the Seattle zone. Couldn't find a teammate with the puck. Alexiak trying to clear up the wall. Fails to do so. Morgan Geeky, though, got it back. And he's able to move it up to center. Larson will whip it in deep for the Kraken. Coming away with that out of the corner is Riley Shea. Put it in front to Geeky, who scores. Well, Riley Shan alertly from down low, put it to Geeky. Nice finish to go glove side on Martin. And the Kraken are back to within one. Well, and this is the type of game that happens when you've got two teams that aren't going to the playoffs. It becomes a lot of loose hockey. Many errors. And a lot of times it's the goalie that suffers for it. And this one, Martin has no chance. It's a pass out from behind the net to from Sheehan to Geeky, right in the slot. He goes glove side shelf under the bar, but it's not like there was a massive effort to try and take away time and space from either of them. So Morgan Geeky, former standout Western Hockey League player with the Tri-City Americans. He's got his seventh goal of the season. There's a chance now by Matthew Highmore taking a deflection and out of play. 
Joey, I don't have the Canucks down for a scoring chance in this period. Is that accurate? I don't uh, recall seeing one. Yeah, I would say so, primarily because they've had to kill off back-to-back five-on-three PKs. And you got Seattle down for seven. And that would be appropriate, considering they've had back-to-back five-on-three yeah. <laughs> man advantages, plus uh, traditional five-on-four power play opportunities as well. That goal by Morgan Geeky. He's assisted by Shahan and Larson at 9-12 of this second period of play. Time of the goal brought to you as always by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. 3-2 Vancouver leading Seattle. In case you're just joining us, Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch here for Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. We have officially now hit the midway stage of this hockey game. Vancouver started this period, Corey, out shooting Seattle 13-6. Kraken now are out shooting the home team 19-13. 13 straight uncontested shots by the Kraken through the first 10 plus minutes of this period. Canucks haven't had a shot on goal and that's not good. Loose puck around the crease of Martin. Burrells found it for the Canucks, dropped it behind his net. Now leaves it free to Miller and he'll sweep it to center. Chase on, up the ice for Garland who's got a step on the D. Garland in on goal, wrist shot, save made by Decord. There's your first shot of the period for Vancouver and a good save by Seattle's netminder. Yeah, Decord asked for a warm up in the last intermission. <laughs> Needed to get some shots. Shen with it inside his own line. Stretch pass missed everybody. This is going to be an icing call here against Vancouver. Canucks trying to make it a perfect four for four sweep in the season series with Seattle. And this rivalry will certainly heat up, Corey, as the years go by. Yeah, you need some playoff games against each other. It takes time, always a rivalry. Like Florida and Tampa have a pretty good one now, really good one. I'm not sure it was always that way. It just takes time. Vegas and Dallas are going to a shootout. If the Stars win, Los Angeles and Nashville make the playoffs, and of course Dallas will as well. But they have to win in the shootout. If not, Vegas still lives to see another day. Keep you updated on that from Big D. Meantime here in Vancouver, Shen will throw it into the Seattle zone to our right. Pouliot got to it first, clears it up the wall for Kuhlman. To center ice, Kuhlman crosses the line. Got a shot go to miss Martin's glove hand well wide. Gord found it free. Put it into the slot. Chalowski with it to the point for Pouliot. Rink wide. Gord with a one-timer. Shot kicked away by Martin. And now we've got a penalty coming up in front. And an interference call is being whistled here by referee Steve Kazari. And I think the guilty party is going to be Carson Kuhlman. That'll put Vancouver on the man advantage when we come back. It's the Canucks three, the Kraken two, with 8-12 to go in the second. You've got it here on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Canucks are on the power play. 
for just the second time tonight, looking to build on their 3-2 lead here on Seattle and now play us whistle down on the offside call. Hey, do you own your own home? Well, Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Well, it wasn't an offside penalty. My mistake, Hershey. It was a hooking penalty called by Steve Kazari against JT Miller, who must feel like public enemy number one right now in the eyes of veteran referee Steve Kazari because Miller's gone to the box for the second time this period. That is a horrendous call, but this is what happens when you tick off the officials. They are in control, and they can see in the penalty box for every little thing, or they can let some stuff go. So I always want to stay on the good side of the officials, Joe. So we're playing four-on-four four hockey here for another minute 45. This has been a, a special teams nightmare so far. And we've just passed the midway stage of the hockey game. Wenberg will play it out of his own zone for Seattle. Being hounded by Pedersen, got away from him. Now crossing the line for Eberly. Back to Wenberg, pass into the slot, got away from Alexiak, but he will retrieve on the wall. Alexia goes rink wide, Eberly to the circle, backhand to the slot, put it just wide as Larson had pinched in from the blue line, couldn't get the pass. Adam Larson retreats to the line, now he's muscled off the puck by Brock Besser, who's able to force him out to center. A minute to go here in the minor to Carson Kuhlman. And then Seattle have an abbreviated power play opportunity. McCann in across the Canucks line. Put it around the net of Martin. Hughes had it, but bumped into referee Kazari. Shen found it free now for the Canucks. Dishes off for Dries. Back for Shen. Dangerous feet up the ice. Did get help to retrieve. Now he'll go all the way behind his own goal with 25 seconds to go in this four-on-four -four situation. Borgen back into his own zone for Seattle. The Canucks make changes on the fly. Borgen for Beneers. Hitting the Canucks line to our left. Back for Borgen. Taking it off the near wall. Gets it back to Beneers. Pass went through his skates. Susie now has to retrieve it back to center. Now the penalty to Kuhlman is out. This will be a 10 second power play chance for the Kraken. Beneers up the left wing. Gets in inside the line. Put it off to the far boards for Donskoy. Into the slot for Derek Pouliot. Couldn't get a shot off. Gets it now to Chalowski, his shot, stop, bobbled at the crease. Now it's away from Martin, but onto the stick of Juho Lamico. Now we're back to even strength. Garland through center, gives to Ekman Larson. Wide left, going to the goal, wrist shot, save made up high by Decord. Who hasn't been tested a lot this period. Made a good save there. Canucks are making changes at the bench. They have about have, nine guys on the ice. I counted 12, Joe. <laughs> How no, can they not get a penalty for no that? No penalty called oh there. Oh, my God. Here's Pouliot going the other way. His shot blocked by Jason Dickinson. Chalowski <laughs> off the far boards <laughs> to Raz. Joe, I, I don't even know what to say. There was 12 guys on the ice, and two of them touched it. Pouliot <laughs> at the line for Seattle. It's that type of game, Corey. Yeah. Here's a chance in close for Donskoy. Missed the pass at the crease. Now Burles will knock down his man, Geeky, to the ice, allowing Pot Colson to go the other way. Hill floated in deep with five minutes to go in this second period. As Cheyenne will 
take control and quickly wheel his way to center for the Kraken. In across the Canucks line, trying to split through the Ds. Hauled down by Shen, and that's another penalty to the Canucks, and that means another power play for Seattle when we come back. It's still the Canucks three, the Kraken two, with inside five minutes to go in the second. You've got it on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. All season long when a Canucks player scores a hat-trick, make sure to tune into the post-game show for a shot at a Triple O's prize pack, which includes a $100 gift card. Triple O's burgers are 100% fresh Canadian beef, which will definitely cause cravings. Canucks are shorthanded for the eighth time tonight. We've got 440 to play in the second period. Vancouver is up 3-2 on Seattle, but the Kraken set up the power play. McCann with a wrist shot, broken stick blocked by Ekman Larson, and a good save made by Spencer Martin following up. Everly got it back to the point for Susie. Puck bobbled at the blue line. Puck comes back out of the zone, though, and Richardson, who had given his stick to Ekman Larson, will have to race off to the bench to get new fresh legs over the boards. Wenberg taking it down low in the zone. Pressured in the corner, trying to get it back to the line. It's knocked away by Jason Dickinson. Eberly will wrap it around the net to the near point to Susie. His pass down low is knocked away by Myers. He had a tough time clearing the zone for Vancouver. Puck back to the line to Susie. Great wide, McCann holds, threw it in front. Good read by Myers to tie up Eberly, who was alone in front. Puck back to the point. Veneers beside the goal to Everly. Put it in front. Great save. Or was that put wide? I have to see the re That was so fast. Great opportunity by Jared McCann, Corey. Denied. And I think it hit the outside of the post. They haven't given a shot on goal for that. Great opportunity nonetheless. Well, with how many power plays that Seattle's had, they should honestly be winning this game, Joe. They've had eight, two, five on threes. And they're still down a goal. Centering feed intended for Sprong was deflected away by Burroughs. And the puck is back down to the Seattle end. Well, the one thing that's getting good out of this is the Canucks penalty kill. Definitely gaining some confidence, Joe. They haven't taken this many penalties or power play opportunities against all season long in a single game. One-time chance by Sprong, put wide on the stick side of Martin. Rask had a feed to the line intercepted by Hughes. Up the ice, he'll give it for Lamico as the penalty to Shen is now out. Lamico got it into the Seattle end, didn't keep it there for long. There's Chalowski. Backhands it through center. Gord brought it in offside, and that'll force the stoppage in play with 2.32 to go here in this second period of play. Shots are 16-2 in this period for Seattle. And you can't tell me that the guys haven't heard about Dallas winning on the bench. Guaranteed they've heard about it, and it shows with their play on the ice in this period. By the way, the crazy finish to that game in Dallas, in case you're tuning in and might not have heard about it, it went to a shootout. Seven rounds, 14 shooters, one goal score. Wow. Miro Heiskanen seals the deal for Dallas and officially books their trip to the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's some good players on both those teams too. They can score. Play back down in the Canucks territory. Donskoy around the net of Martin. Pressured into the corner boards by Brad Hunt. Donskoy falls, loses control of the puck and now Miller is able to clear to center ice. 
Miller in across the line. Drops it on the near wall for Garland. Threw it behind the net, intending to get it to Besser, but Larson was there first for the Kraken. And now Seattle will skate the other way. Minute 35 to go here in what has been a lopsided penalty, or a lopsided period of penalties and power play opportunities in favor of Seattle. They're within a goal now of Vancouver. And Garland just ran into Decord. Should have been a penalty. <laughs> you can't touch the goalie regardless. Oh, man. Bouncing puck comes back to the point. Myers at the line. Rink wide finds Hughes. Back to Myers who skates it down low into the zone. Wheels his way behind the net of the court. He's interfered with a little bit by the defenseman, Borgen. Knox get it back off the wall. Under a minute to go here in this second period. Dries. Left it into the corner for McCann. His intercepted pass off the wall is now deflected out of play, I believe, although the gear, the puck might be in somebody's gear. In fact, it is. It's in the pants of Myers. So that's why there's a whistle with 45 seconds to go here in the second period. I've seen games where, well, I've had games actually where the puck gets stuck in my equipment and you can't find it. And then at the end of the game, you take your equipment off and go, oh, there it is. <laughs> as long as you got credit for a save, that's all that matters. Well, the amazing part is, is it hit me, Joe, in the first place. <laughs> Canucks win a faceoff. Myers, left point gives off for Ekman Larson. His pass took a deflection, and this time the puck clears over the side glass and into about row 20 of the lower bowl. Uh, I got the scoring chances right now at 12 to 6 for Seattle on the game. Well, this has mostly been power play. It, it has, but this has probably been one of the most lopsided periods of hockey Vancouver's. Well, and with the with all the penalties they've had to kill off. With the circumstances, it's you know, probably par for the course. Ekman Larson with it at the line. Off the far boards, pass now finds Myers. His shot deflected on goal, saved made by Decord, who had Pedersen setting the screen in front. Pedersen now leaves it around the net to Myers. Middle of the point for Jason Dickinson. Now to chase on with a drive. That's blocked in the slot by Carson Soucy. He lifted high out to center ice as the time will expire and the horn will sound on a period the Canucks would much rather just forget about. Didn't get a lot of news on the out-of-town scoreboard. Didn't get great news on their scoreboard, but they are in the lead. 3-2 on the Kraken, heading to the third period of play. No shortage of things to talk about, not only from this game, but from around the NHL, and we'll got it for you next as Dan Riccio and Randy Janda are standing by with our intermission. You've got it here on Sportsnet 650. Breaking down the game after two periods. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Larson will whip it in deep for the Kraken. Coming away with that out of the corner is Riley Shea. Put it in front to Geeky who scores. Well, Riley Shea alertly from down low put it to Geeky. Nice finish to go glove side on Martin. And the Kraken are back to within one. It is 3-2 at the end of two. Canucks still in the lead. 
But uh, it was all Vancouver in the first period. They opened up a 3-0 lead. All Seattle in the second period. It is Canuck Central at the intermission. Dan Richo and Randeep Janda. And um, I know it was aided by a soft whistle from the referees, but the Canucks, no matter how you slice it, Randeep, were not nearly as good in the second as they were in the first. No, they got worked in the second period. As good as they were in that first period, when you combine the power plays, you combine that five-on-five game, listen, scoring chances was almost triple, quadruple what the Vancouver Canucks had. And I get there's some really iffy calls in that period, but a couple of those calls, you're not moving your feet. A couple of those calls, there's a lack of effort there. Seattle was obviously embarrassed by that first period. They came out strong. They came out like they wanted to send a message and get back in this game. Vancouver was not ready. And you take some penalties. You are given some, yeah, a couple of bad calls, a couple of yep. calls that unsportsmanlike conduct when you've been giving up all of those penalties to begin with. I, I thought that was a little bit of a weird call from the refs. But the fact of the matter was that they were not ready to go in that second period. And now it's a one-goal game. After it looked like easy win night for the Vancouver Canucks, 3-2, now it's a one-goal game. Uh, well, as uh, Tone Capone asks on the Dunbar Lumber text line, 650-650, are they officially out? Yes, the Canucks are officially eliminated from Stanley Cup contention as the Dallas Stars beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in a shootout. And uh, at second period, it almost felt like the Canucks knew they were uh, eliminated from playoff contention and they started to play like it. You think somebody had their phone on the bench and the notifications <laughs> hit them up and said, all right, we're out of it. Okay, so Dallas wins, as you mentioned. Heiskanen scores the shootout winner. So Vegas is still in it. Vancouver is officially out. Nashville is clinched the spot. LA has clinched the spot. Vegas' chances are still very low, but they still do have a shot. They need to win out, and Dallas can't pick up any more points. So, for a Vancouver Canucks perspective, it's over. It's yep. officially over. This season, they're not going to the playoffs. The uh, the dream is over, and officially. I mean, I think uh, as a lot of the players felt that after the Thursday loss to Minnesota, it would be just too big of a hill to climb. And then Saturday's loss to Calgary did them no favors as well. Uh, it's been a really tough go for the Vancouver Canucks since some of the injuries have come down. Losing Bo Horvat was uh, a bit of a nail in the coffin as well last week. You know, as good as the Bruce Boudreaux era was, uh, we knew what they had to be when the coaching change was made. Yep. And that was about... 67, 68% when it comes to points percentage. They're going to end up around 63. And it's not a lot, but it's just simply not enough, Randeep. This team dug themselves too big of a hole to eventually climb out of. And you know what really hurts for the Canucks is that against some good teams, they did win games. They beat Calgary. They beat Toronto. They beat the Colorado Avalanche. They beat the Dallas Stars. It's going to be some games against the Detroit Red Wings, the Buffalo Sabres. I would even go even further and see a team like the Anaheim Ducks, who early on in the season were playing very well, but we saw what happened with them later on. They were not contenders. They were yeah. pretenders early on in the year. It's those games that you look back and say, if you pick up a point here, if you actually pick up one point against the Detroit Red Wings, that helps you. If you pick up a couple more against the Buffalo Sabres, and that's the regret you have because at their height, they were – Playing really, really well. They're at one point the hottest team in the NHL. But the problem is that you, that 25 games to start off the year, 
was so bad that any sort of mistake you make along the way, like a Buffalo game, like a Detroit game, it would cost you in the end, and that's exactly what happened down the stretch. That uh, seven-game homestand in uh, March, mm -hmm. that, was, that was the one right there. I think they got five points out of 14 and needed more than that, right? And even with how good they've been under Bruce Boudreaux, you know, it's surprising, Randy. They've dropped. They are, I believe, 13th in points percentage now under Bruce Boudreaux, which, you know, is still a decent number. Um, but it's not – it just shows you how good you have to be to be a playoff team in this league. And that's why the Bruce Boudreaux question, which is something that I know we'll be talking about. I know a lot of fans are already texting in as well and just – also in in the streets you know anytime we talk to anybody out there and and listeners come up to us they say what's gonna happen with Boudreaux it is a in many people's eyes it's a slam dunk to say you bring him back this is the points percentage they have but what is the direction of this organization because in the end the question you have to ask is is this team deep enough are they skilled enough do they have enough good players to be more than just a playoff team to scrape into the playoffs and that's why even with Bruce Boudreaux, you mentioned that points percentage, 13th overall. Is that good enough? If yeah. you're trying to do a, a – I wouldn't say a long-term build, but if you're trying to build some an organization and a team that is deeper, that provides, you know, more options in a couple of years, this might be not a long road, but it might be a medium-term road. Is that something that you want to come to if, back to if you're Bruce Boudreaux and vice versa? And that's where I think, you know, how long does it take to build out this depth? Obviously, with the Canucks – We've seen their depth challenge this year, especially on the wings, on the back end as well. How quickly can you turn that around? I think it's a two-year project in my personal opinion. I don't know if you can make this team relevant from a playoff perspective in one year. I think you can be about the same, like a fringe playoff team, but how are you becoming a Stanley Cup contender? Yes. Rutherford ain't here to create fringe playoff teams. Yeah. When you're a Hall of Fame president and GM and you've made it to that level, the role that you're you're brought in here to create, yes, a contender, but not a one-off. Not a not a Vancouver Canucks that made it into the bubble and anything can happen. Of course, there's a potential for that. I think that was this year. How do you build up from here moving forward? That's going to be the big question. Yeah, they, they've got some real decisions to make. Uh, not many positives to take out of that second period, as we mentioned. Canucks were uh, beaten pretty badly on the scoreboard and also on the shot clock in that second. Uh, Canucks were 13-6 shots for first period. Uh, by the end of the second, the shots were 22-16. to We're going to hear from Brandon Sutter in a moment. Um, look, I don't like chirping stripes too often, but things got really weird there in the second period <laughs> with the Vancouver it Canucks. It did, it did. Right? It's like the game got drunk for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was just two back-to-back, two-minute, like, five-on-three power plays. Both, like, the second penalty was called in the first five seconds of, of the power play for the Seattle Kraken. So then, like, if you're the referee at that point, you know some chirps are going to be coming from the bench. You land a unsportsmanlike on JT Miller, and then Canucks finally get a power play, but you call JT Miller for a pretty soft hooking penalty five seconds into that power play hey, i know i'm not going to be like chirping about uh penalties being called in what is now a meaningless hockey game at the end of the season 
But it just seems ridiculous. Let the boys play. One for eight on the power play. The Seattle Kraken through 40 minutes of play. They've called eight penalties against the Canucks. And listen, a lot of them are warranted, but that hooking penalty. If you were watching the TV feed by any chance, JT Miller was not even yelling. He had like a look on his face like that he was wanted his version of the PD death stare. It was a death stare, but he also like looked like he wanted to laugh at the same time. Like this is ridiculous. What are you doing here? But yes, a couple of those calls, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. At that point, they're just coming off a five on three as well. Which, yeah, yeah you're gonna get chirped. Yes, you're gonna get that. You know, I don't know what was said. We're not down there. We don't pick that up on the mics. Maybe the TV mics did, but we didn't pick those up. But, yeah, that was excessive to me, especially down the stretch now. If you're trying to send a message as a referee, I get it. Like, come on, man. Like, there's yeah. already been, what, six penalties up until that point. A good number of them in that power uh, in that period. Uh, that was a little weird to me. Uh, earlier tonight on the Sportsnet broadcast, Dan Murphy uh, had a sit-down chat with Brandon Sutter, who uh, has been trying to work his way back from Lovid. This is the first we've heard of Brandon Sutter. Uh, here is that conversation with Dan Murphy and Canucks center Brandon Sutter. Brandon, we haven't really had a chance to talk to you publicly uh, this season. So I just want to ask you first off, how are you feeling just per just personally, not as an athlete? Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, it's been uh, definitely been a long year. Um, been a tough, uh, tough few months for sure. Um, I think this whole uh, situation over the last couple of years we've dealt with here in the world has been uh, just kind of unprecedented times and. I definitely, uh, you know, as a team, last year we all kind of got the, the, you know, the COVID thing, and um, since then, um, just haven't felt quite like myself, and really had a rough patch uh, back in the fall time um, when I was trying to prepare for the season, and it just hasn't seemed to uh, to kick back into gear yet. So um, it's definitely been a struggle of, of a winter for sure, but kind of getting optimistic and, and uh, just starting to see and you know, work with the right people and uh, doing all we can to try to figure it out. I know you've, you've gone and you've skated and you've worked out. Are you continuing to do that or are there still just major peaks and valleys with how the body reacts? Yeah, I think peaks and valleys is, is, is definitely uh, the biggest one. Um, kind of thought I was getting better um, after Christmas and, and uh, started training again, started skating again and was kind of optimistic about returning at some point this season. and. When I started skating more and uh, ramping up my training uh, at the level you got to be at to, to be a, an athlete in this league, um, I just kind of went backwards a little bit. So I um, haven't been on the ice since, I guess, pretty much the whole month of March. I skated and kind of had some bad days and kind of had to step back again. So uh, right now I'm just kind of hanging out, but uh, I'm hopeful. Again, I'm always hopeful to get back you know, as soon as I can and, and uh, doing all we can to try to correct it. And it's just been, uh, um, you know, dealing with immune system stuff, uh, which a lot of people who are kind of going through it at home too, that have had this kind of what they're calling, you know, kind of long COVID stuff. It's not, uh, it's not a lot of fun, and um, we're trying to, uh, like I said, figure it out. But it's, uh, it's a grind. Is your goal then to, you know, get back, figure this out, uh, get into shape, and resume your career? Yeah, yeah I'm definitely uh, being out, you know, all year like this, watching the guys is tough, and um, I want to get back as soon as I can. Obviously, emotionals is the toughest part. Just the uncertainty of it all, Brandon. Not yeah. knowing, like it's not like an injury and a broken bone. You just don't know when you're coming. Yeah, you're just waiting for answers. That's the you know when you break a bone. You know you have a a broken leg or a knee problem or a shoulder or something. You go, okay, we got six weeks. We got eight weeks. We got ten weeks, and we're back to normal. This has been uh, it's kind of keep dragging on, dragging on, but. We're getting there, and hopefully, uh, hopefully soon we'll get back at it. Yeah, you lean on support system. Has quality of life gotten better though since yeah. the the days of last summer? Yeah. Well, last summer we actually, uh, wife and I had our third baby too, so that was a 
kind of right in the, in the thick of all of it. Uh, it was kind of middle of August. We had our third baby, and I was really starting to go backwards. And I was, uh, it was a tough few months. But uh, like I said, we're we're kind of uh, getting over the hump now. And um, you know, at least you go home to your family. And it's uh, I've been able to be around our, our baby girl and, and our other two kids the whole time. So it's been a bit of a blessing. Okay. Well, we're really rooting for him. We're happy you talked to us here. Yeah. Uh, sorry you're going through this tough time. I'm that is uh, Dan Murphy with Brandon Sutter. Tough to listen to, Randy. You can hear the emotion in his voice. You can hear that it has been a journey. It's been a struggle. And I think you heard that emotion, especially when he was talking about his family. But you hope for the best for Brandon Sutter. And, you know, on a personal level, let's take the playing out of it for one second. Just on a human level, just hope he's fine. And eventually, maybe we see him on the ice. Maybe we don't. But you hope that he's good and moving forward. Yeah, I wish him all the best in his continued recovery. That's Brandon Sutter with Dan Murphy. The third period is next. Canucks lead the Kraken 3-2 on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to Rogers Arena, everybody. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us. Whether you're tuning in to our flagship station, Sportsnet 650, or anywhere around the province of BC on the 20-plus stations that make up our Sportsnet Radio Network, Canucks are holding a 3-2 lead on the Seattle Kraken. Vancouver led 3-0 after one. Goals from Sheldon Dries, JT Miller, and Oliver Ekman-Larsen. Goals in the middle period from the opponent came from Jordan Eberle and Morgan Geeky. Seattle has outshot Vancouver 22-16 at this stage in the game. Canucks are 1-for-2 on the power play. Seattle is 1-for-8. And Corey, that's not a misprint. 1-for-8. Most times, at any one point this season, Canucks have been to the penalty box that often. Well, it's going to help the Canucks penalty kill percentage anyways. Yes, it is. needed help with all year long. So came, that's good. Yeah, came into the game hovering just under 74%. So that'll get a bit of a bump here as we are underway with the third period of play. Canucks moving right to left on your radio dial for it, and they're wearing those razor-sharp 90s skate jerseys tonight. Black trimmed with gold and red. Kraken wearing their pretty sharp white uniforms. Trimmed in navy and teal blue. Yanni Gord getting it into the Vancouver end. Stripped off the puck by Quinn Hughes. Who seems like an eternity ago after all those Vancouver penalty kills. But he has established the franchise record for points by a defenseman in a season. Breaking Doug Litzter's record way back early on in the first period. And that was on a JT Miller goal, one-timer. Miller, by the way, is now up to 97 points on his season. Daniel Sprong, bad angle shot, kicked away nicely by Spencer Martin, who again, in case you're just joining us and hadn't heard earlier today, he got the start tonight because Thatcher Demko is listed day-to-day -day with an undisclosed injury. And he's been pretty good tonight in goal for the home side. He stopped 21 of 23 Seattle shots in the second period. They got heavily outshot, 16 to 3. And he was there for 14 of the 16. He's been playing very well. Vasily Pod Colson clearing the puck out of his own zone. Gets it free to Brock Besser. He'll lead it in deep for Vancouver. Derek Pouliot able to get to it first for the Kraken. Now Seattle will skate the other way. Chalowski, the native of Langley, B.C., will lead it in deep, and the Kraken are going to make a full-scale change here on the fly, allowing Brad Hunt an opportunity to come clean to center. Joey Decord will play the puck behind his net after the dump-in. 
Sweeps it around for Jordan Eberle. Pass through the middle, looking for Donato. Got away from him, he'll track it down, then lost it in the Canucks corner to Lamico, who's able to lead it back up the ice. Adam Larson for the Kraken. Tape to tape for Jordan Eberle. He'll rip it in deep. First to it, though, for the Canucks will be Nick Patan. He got pressured off the puck by Matty Beneers. Last summer's second overall pick in the NHL draft. Gave it away. And Ekman Larson has a chance to bat it back off the boards to center ice. Matty Beneers, he's had a pretty good start. Has he ever? He's got a point here already tonight. I believe it was on the first goal. Three goals, three helpers now into his seventh game. That's pretty impressive skills for a young fellow like that. Had 43 points in 37 games at the University of Michigan this year. Decord playing the puck behind his own goal. Gives it off for Geeky. Backtracking in his own territory. Leaving it now for Pouliot. Up the ice, Chalowski will chip it back around the net of Martin. Trying to come away with it out of traffic was Jonas Donskoy. Puck comes now to the left point. Pouliot sweeps it across the line for Chalowski. Throwing it to the goal. Blocked down in front of the crease of Martin. Dickinson has a chance now to whistle it back down the ice for Vancouver. Long stretch of play without a whistle here in the early stages of the third. So we've just passed the three and a half minute mark. It's still Vancouver leading Seattle 3-2. Hughes with it in his own corner. Threw a stray pass out to center ice. It's found free by Jared McCann. He'll pop it back into the Vancouver end. Now Garland through center ice. Leaving it free for Chason. Back to Garland. Rink wide, left side to the line for Hunt. Right point, Kyle Burrells. Wrist shot, easily gloved and held for a whistle by Joey Decord with 15.48 to play here in the third. Kyle Burrows back in the lineup. Dermott out. And he's one of the leading hitters on the Vancouver Canucks. You know, for a guy that's only played 41 games, he's had 121 hits. Yeah. And that's uh, it's pretty impressive. He's not afraid. He's dropped the mitts a few times as well. Been one of the more... Out of all of the players that many thought were destined to spend the season in the American League, he's probably been the biggest and most pleasant surprise from the coaches and management's perspective this year. Had a really tough injury not long ago, which had kept him out of the lineup for over a month. Yeah, strong physical presence from the former captain of the Regina Pats. Here's a wrist shot by Victor Rass. Sails wide on the stick side of Martin. Sprong getting it back to the point. Sees it come down to Wenberg. Crossing the line. Now off to the right corner. Rask to the line. Feeds Larson. Now a drive from the right point by Alexic. Whistles wide through a screen. Pedersen trying to jab it free off the boards. Does. And Ekman Larson for Vancouver will regroup as the Kraken retreat to center ice and allow Vancouver a chance to set up the breakout. Joey, going to have to ask you a little bit about the Western Hockey League playoffs right now. I know Kamloops is up 3-0. Your former alumni off to a great start in their series with the Spokane Chiefs. Meantime here at Rogers Arena, Donskoy racing his way towards the goal. Pressured nicely defensively by 
Luke Shen. Now Martin, who's lost his stick, makes a save off of Chalowski. And he'll cover up for the faceoff. Getting back to that question you had about the Western Hockey League series, Kamloops and Spokane. I've never heard of the playoff format that they're currently going with. Three games in Kamloops. Three consecutive games, should they be required, are in Spokane. And then if there's a seventh game, it would be back in Kamloops next week. And that's all because Paul McCartney, I'm sure one of your favorites. Yeah, you got to make room for Paul McCartney. He's a Beatle. He's, he is starting off his North American tour this week in Spokane, Washington. So they had the building book for a week. Couldn't have ice in the rink. And that's why it's a rare 3-3-1 playoff format in the WHL. A series that Kamloops always le already leads three zip. Joe, I played in the best of nines, okay, in the Western Hockey League. We had best of nine in the Western. We went to eight games once with Portland, and then there was another time in a best of nine. Spokane with Ray Whitney, Pat Bloom, John Clem, Trevor Kidd was in goal. They beat us five straight. So after game four, you're like, really? We have to play another game because <laughs> it's a best of nine? Like you're going to come back from a 4-0 deficit in a series. Now play is whistled down for Vancouver on an offside call. Let's take a break. It's the Canucks 3, the Kraken 2 with 13.26 to go in regulation. You've got it here on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenwood, Corey Hirsch back with you here inside Rogers Arena. Canucks leading Seattle 3-2. 13.26 to go here in this third period of play. Final home game of the regular season for the Canucks will be on Thursday when the Los Angeles Kings come to town. 7 o'clock puck drop here on the West Coast. And then the regular season finale for Vancouver will be Friday night in Edmonton against the Oilers. And Corey, now that Vancouver is officially eliminated from playoff contention and for all intent and purposes playing nothing in the way of a meaningful game, do you have players that aren't in the lineup right now draw in as far as guys that maybe have been called up from Abbotsford? Or even do you play the backup goalie tonight who has never seen a single second of NHL action, and that's Archer Seelofs? Yeah, and why wouldn't you play Seelofs? I'd probably play him in Edmonton. But as far as, you know, you can't, you, you can't start healthy scratching guys because that's disrespectful for the guys that have played here all year and have battled through this. So, yeah. you know, if someone does have a bit of an injury that might need a rest or something, yeah, you, you give some other guys an opportunity. Here's Jared McCann dragging the puck towards goal. His wrist shot's denied and a good save by Spencer Martin. He's arguably been the best Canuck here in the latter half of this hockey game. He's stopped 24 shots and seen a slew of special teams action in front of him. Here's Shen from the line for Vancouver with a drive. Took a deflection just wide. Might have hit Pedersen, who was parked in front of Joey Decord. Kraken are able to clear. Pedersen will redirect it right down on target of Decord. He'll headman it straight up the middle to center ice. Riley Shan had a tough time handling the puck. Shen will have a chance to throw it back in deep into the Seattle end. Borgen. Tape to tape finds Donskoy. Up the right side for Geeky. He'll bat it in deep. Martin 
thought about playing it behind his net, but it never got to the trapezoid, so Donska is able to get there first. Puck back to the line. Chalowski giving it now for Geeky. Wrist shot, save made on the glove side by Spencer Martin, who will get the whistle. See, I'd like to see Spencer Martin play in the home finale against L.A. Remember, he's going to be the go-to guy. You would think when the Abbotsford Canucks open up their playoffs in the AHL next month. Good opportunity for him even to get the final two games after tonight to showcase what he can do at this level. Yeah, I, I think so. It is back-to-back, though, in the in the last two. And if you don't need the points, you know, depends on how if Seelovs is ready to play or, or what they think if they don't think that he can be competitive in, at this level right now. But you know what? Why not? Or they could bring up Michael DiPietro, who's playing tonight well, in Abbotsford. Let's be honest. Edmonton's not going to dress anybody for that final game. You don't see Connor McDavid. You won't see... Um, you might not even see Dreisel. Close-range chance directed off the side of the net by Nick Patan. As Wenberg went into traffic when trying to clear. Puck goes back behind the net now for Pouliot. The former Canuck rear guard will... Clear the territory to center. Daniel Sprong with speed. Centering pass in front. Great save made by Martin. Denying Matty Beneers in close. Dickinson the other way for the Canucks. Leads it into the Seattle corner. Highmore. Pressure. Got it back off the wall. Ekman Larson to the right point. Gives for Myers. To Brad Richardson. Into the corner. His pass went astray. And now the Kraken will have a chance to regain control and move it up the ice. Here's Beneers. Giving it for Eberle. Behind the net of Martin for Donato. He's stripped off the puck nicely by Myers. And the Canucks will clear it to center ice. We near the midway stage here of this third period of play. Canucks still leading the Kraken. 3-2. They're not putting much of an offense together to even try to extend this game to 4-2, but 10 minutes to go. Seattle, they're just... Pushing a little bit, but the Canucks are just sitting back defensively right now. Not letting the Kraken get anything. Kraken do get the puck back into the Vancouver corner. Donato centering feed, intercepted by Garland, and the Canucks race out of their own zone in numbers. Hughes in across the line, drops a pass for Miller. In front for Chase on his shot, was blocked by the diving leg of Carson Soucy, and now the Kraken cleared over the glass and out of play. That means it's a Canucks power play when we come back. 9.29 to go in the third. It's Vancouver 3, Seattle 2. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Canucks leading the Kraken 3-2. Time for the turning point of the game brought to you by Northview Golf and Country Club. Two Arnold Palmer Design Championship courses. Great food, world-class facilities, and magnificent views. Book now at northviewgolf.com. Hershey, it's been a strange game. Canucks led 3-0 after one. They didn't score and hardly had any shots in the second period. Turning point in the game, is it the fact that Spencer Martin's been able to keep them in a one-goal lead here after Seattle's been able to have multiple power play chances? In the second period, that was the biggest difference with Spencer Martin and goal played extremely well. Two five-on-three chances. Vancouver's on a power play now. It's their third of the night. Here's a one-time blast by Pedersen, blasted high, and it's deflected into the netting above the glass and out of play. Oliver Ekman Larson on the power plate is the only goal on the man advantage tonight for Vancouver. 
And that's the go-ahead goal right now for the Canucks Hershey. He hasn't scored in 30-plus games. He's getting some power play time tonight. Not on the ice right now. His top unit is on the man advantage for Vancouver. Hughes has a pass to flex down to the end boards. Chase on. Chipped it into the corner. Donskoy there. Fails to clear. Pedersen now with it on the right side of the Seattle territory. Put it back to the line. Got away from Hughes and the Canucks will have to regroup. Hughes at center in across the line. Drops it for Chason with a shot that hit the leg of Alexiak. Puck caroms off into the corner. Pedersen put it into the slot. Adam Larson is there though for the Kraken to clear it the other way. Well, it'll be nice to see if the Canucks can get that one more goal, that insurance goal that they need. Just to kind of put this game away. Chason across the line. Gives it off for Hughes. Right circle for Pedersen. Right corner for Nick Patan. Back to Pedersen. To the line for Hughes. Now near side for Besser. His one-time drive. Save made by Decord. Rebound by Chason. Denied by Joey Decord, who will get the whistle. 45 seconds to go on the man advantage. Oh, good opportunity. That's We haven't seen Brock Besser much tonight. He's been pretty quiet. Chason in front. Creating havoc. He ends up getting this rebound, but he's got nowhere to go. He's too far off to the side of the net. Big rebound by Decord. Shots 28-21 right now favoring Seattle. Geeky won a draw for the Kraken. And the puck is cleared all the way back down to the Canucks corner. Second power play unit on the ice now for the Canucks. Ekman Larson leading the attack out to center. Gives for Garland. Snaps it in deep around the goal. Patan from a bad angle in the corner. Blasted it to the crease. Decord knocks it away. Now a pass too hot to handle for Brad Hunt. Bounces to center ice. Ekman Larson will retreat back into his own zone. And now gathers some speed to center. Whistles it high and deep around Decord's net. Larson found it first though for the Kraken. And he'll clear the zone. And that'll do it to the penalty as Yanni Gord is out of the box for the visitors. Canucks are one for three on the power play, but still leading 3-2. Well, and if, you know, there's something still to play for, play for Martin. Dickinson yeah. with a shot. Save made. Rebound chance. Throwing just wide. It was Matthew Highmore on the doorstep that couldn't cash in. Beneers playing it around his goal. Gives it up the wall for Eberle. Trying to return pass for Beneers, but it got away from him. And now the Canucks will have a chance to counter through the middle. Shen across the line for Highmore. Weak shot bobbled, and it got behind and Luke Shen will be the lucky recipient of a bouncing puck that got behind Decord and easy pickings for Luke Shen to make it 4-2 Vancouver. Uh, it's a shot by Highmore and it just kind of bounces up from the slot and it drops in behind Decord and it just sits there. And Luke Shen driving the net off the rush chance. He picks it up and just taps it in, in behind the court. And that might have been going in, I'm not sure, but not a great goal. Uh, it just sits there flat. Pouliot can't grab it. Luke Shen's got his fifth of the year, Joe. Imore will get the helper at 13-10 of the third period. 
Time of the goal brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Fans who haven't had a lot to cheer about here in the last 20-plus minutes of action. Getting that familiar chant for the head coach. Here's now a blast by Sprong, denied and a good stop by Spencer Martin. And the Canucks will clear it down the ice. Uh, 4-2, that should be the insurance that they need. Six minutes to go. You just play defense and run the clock out now. Sprong, right face off circle. His shot deflected off Lamical stick wide. Larson threw it on target. Martin will glove it, hold it, and get the whistle with 6.04 remaining in regulation. I thought that was offside anyways. Well, now the Canucks can officially start looking towards the offseason, rebuilding this team, rebuilding some of their players. And I know it's disheartening. It'll be silent in that locker room, even if they win. I know that feeling. There'll be no joy in Mudville tonight, oh, Joe. They, they have impressed so many in this market and around the league with their push just to get back into the fight. But the hole they dug themselves in October, November, and early December, which resulted in coaching and managerial changes, plus the fact that that all-important homestand before the trade deadline was a massive missed opportunity, those are going to be the two biggest factors as to why this team is going to finish outside the playoff picture in the Western Conference. Let's take a break. 5.37 to go in regulation. It's the Canucks 4, the Kraken 2. You've got it on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. You've got it on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey here on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Do you own your own home? Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you here in Vancouver. On a night where the Canucks lead the Kraken 4-2. The home team saw their playoff hopes officially come to an end earlier this evening. So they're playing out the stretch here in this the second to final home game of the season. Against a Seattle team that's really been out of playoff contention since probably Christmas. Officially. They have had a very, very underwhelming first year as an NHL franchise. It's been a long year, Joe, even for the Canucks, the COVID at Christmas time, all those games missed, time off, not going to the Olympics. It's just been a long, strange year for the Canucks. And the playoffs starting now in May. After being held last year in September. <laughs> it's been just... yeah. A bizarre two and a half years. It really has been. Puck back down in the Seattle zone. Alexic trying to play it out of his own corner. Successfully outlets it now to Wenberg. Hitting the Canucks line to our right. Larson gets it back to Wenberg. Alexic with a blind pass in front. Missed everybody. And here comes Vancouver two on one the other way. Garland and Hughes. Garland with the puck. Throwing it to Hughes who scores! The memorable season for Quinn Hughes continues another multi-point performance 
He cashes in on the odd man rush, and it's now a 5-2 hockey game. Wow, Quinn Hughes with an, another outstanding hockey game. And he caps it off with a goal here. He joins Connor Garland in the rush. And Connor Garland's off to the races. He's down the right-hand side. Quinn Hughes is down the left. Larson sprawls, but he is nowhere near being able to block the pass from Connor Garland to Hughes. And Hughes goes over the blocker on a backdoor tap-in. And Canucks up 5-2. to two. Hughes with his eighth goal of the year. Now has him at 65 points on the season. Time of that goal, 15-59 of the third period of play. Time of the goal always brought to you by Chromakai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Fans in the building react to the call and the goal for Quinn Hughes. Meantime, Jared McCann has the puck at the right circle. His shot took a deflection high and wide. Garland, by the way, will get the lone assist on that fifth goal of the game for Vancouver. Garland is able to steer it in deep as the Canucks will make changes with exactly three minutes to play in the third period. Should they just wear the black and yellow for the rest of the year, Joe? Yeah, they might as well. I think they should. Might as well. Bring back the white ones on the road. <laughs> I still say white should be home, though. I, you know what? I know that doesn't get talked enough about. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you that it should be. Now, we're traditionalists. Well, I, here's what I always heard. is because the road, you can always sell the home team the white jerseys. But it's difficult to sell the road jerseys because they, on the road, right, everyone wants the home yeah. stuff. So that's what makes it. So if they wear the darks at home, it becomes a business thing. I, I don't know, Joe. Just have a tough enough time getting through today, let alone <laughs> figure that out. A little more than two minutes to play here in the third period. Vancouver up 5-2 on Seattle. Puck back down into the Kraken territory as the Canucks are going to make another full-scale change. The wave rolls its way around Rogers Arena. Give a lot of credit to the fans who have stuck by this team as well. Hey, Corey, like, this has been a frustrating year. No, he didn't make the playoffs. We're going to do the wave anyways. Here's Besser, left circle with a snapshot. Put wide on the stick side of Decord. Puck deflects back out to center. You know, Vancouver only lost two games all year. Two all year when they scored four or more goals. Well, and they shouldn't lose, Joe. And they shouldn't, but you know what? As it's going to turn out, the fact they couldn't win those close, low-scoring games, yeah. that is a real backbreaker for this team. Another reason why they are going to be on the outside looking in. No, the penalty killing running at 50% there, there, didn't help. There, there's a lot of factors that added in. You're right. Larson with a shot. Knocked away through traffic by Martin. With under a minute to go here now in the third period. Canucks up by three. Imor is able to... Poke it free out to center ice. Chalowski will put it back to his own territory. Allow time to tick off the clock. Now Rask will throw it in. Miss the puck. And that's an icing call here against Seattle. 
Well, 34 seconds left here in country music night. Aaron Perchette was here, which was great. He performed. Had to play in the alumni game with him last night. He's a pretty good player, isn't he? No. <laughs> Actually, he is. He's all right. I, I gave him. I shot. I gave him. A, I, I, mean, I got an assist on his goal. Shot it at him, and it went off. The ball. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice setup. Burrell's right point. Slap pass went through legs wide. Brad Hunt will keep it in off the wall. Around the net for Lamico. Patan into the slot for Dries. He blasted it wide. Sheldon Dries opened the scoring back at the 2.46 mark of the first period of play. Canucks have goals from five different players tonight. Patan with a wrist shot. Sails wide. Rask will clear it all the way down ice. Right to Spencer Martin. He'll be the last player to touch the puck as time will wind down. And folks, that'll do it. The Vancouver Canucks had a 3-0 lead after one. Had a one-goal lead going into the third. But Quinn Hughes continues on with his magical individual season. Got one of the insurance goals the Canucks needed in the third period to put this game on ice. 5-2, your final. Oh, and Spencer Martin gets his second NHL win. Solid, good goaltending. Seattle, at the end of the day, their power play was not good enough for the Canucks penalty kill. Two five-on-threes, and you don't win a hockey game. That's not great for your offensive prowess, of course. It's been a long year for them, but the Canucks, who were officially eliminated from playoff contention tonight, still end up coming out with a pretty solid effort and win this one 5-2, to two, Joe. Quick recap. As we mentioned, 3-0 after one. Goals came from Sheldon Dries, his second. J.T. Miller, his 31st. And Oliver Ekman-Larsen, his fifth. Shutout bit of Spencer Martin was broken five minutes into the second period on a power play tally by Jordan Eberle. Morgan Geeky added to Seattle's goal-scoring total prior to the midway point of the second, and it was a 3-2 Canucks lead after 40. Luke Shen was able to convert a loose puck that bobbled behind goalie Joey Decord. And then Quinn Hughes capped off the scoring with just over four minutes to go in regulation. Canucks wound up being outshot tonight 32-27. to Power plays. Vancouver went one for three. Seattle finished the night one for eight. Canucks will wrap up their home portion of their schedule on Thursday night when they host the LA Kings. Again, the final score. It was Vancouver 5, Seattle 2. This is Joey Kenwood at Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Stay tuned. Our post-game show with Satyar Shaw and Dan Riccio starts now.